This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, the future of the workplace is certainly up in the air at this point. The coronavirus pandemic has helped make work from home a very important option for many companies moving forward. But there is a belief that working in the office is important as well. In fact, the possibility exists that we may see a reliance on a combination of the two. A recent article in Harvard Business Review looks at that possibility. Wharton Management Professor Martine Haas was one of the authors on that article. She's also director of the Joseph Lauder Institute for Management and International Studies, and a pleasure to have her joining us. Martine, great to talk to you again. Hi, Dan. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So in the article, when you're talking about what really is is going to make this a successful venture, you talk about this term hybridity. Can you explain what exactly that, that all entails? Sure. Yeah, the term hybridity is uh, increasingly, I think, used by executives, and also we're seeing it, you know, coming up in the popular press a lot. Um, and it's one of these terms that, you know, nobody, I don't know that there's huge convergence on what exactly it means, but essentially it means that, you know, as we're transitioning from a fully remote world to being back in the office, we're going to end up probably not being fully back in the office for, for many, many organizations, many companies going forward. And what we're actually going to end up with is something that is more hybrid. Um, and hybrid basically means you've got some employees in the office or in the same physical space, while others are working at home um, or working remotely. Um, and there's, you know, there's a couple of different ways it can happen, right? You can have different people working in different places. So, you know, I'm in the office five days a week, whereas you're working from home five days a week. Or you can have the same person working in different places during the week. So I come into the office for three days a week and I work from home two days a week. So there's different sort of ways, configurations of hybridity. Um, but that's uh, essentially what the idea is. So when you're talking about, you know, having it be as successful as possible, what do you think are the components, I would imagine, both from the employee and the employer side that make it work best? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's um, a lot to be said here, and I think we have yet to see what, what exactly those components are going to be. But, you know, I think it's important to understand going in why we would do this, right? There, there are a lot of, because it's going to be complicated to manage, but at the same time, there are benefits um, that are probably pretty substantial, right? And so the the benefit of working in a hybrid setup is that you, you know, ideally you'll get some of the benefits of traditional co-located work and you'll also get some of the benefits, which we now know to be, you know, more substantial than we'd realized um, for remote remote working, right? So in terms of um, being co-located, you know, we know it's really helpful and beneficial for people to be able to coordinate more easily and collaborate more closely and to network with other people, cultural, you know, being able to socialize um, people in, in, in the organization is really hard to do remotely, creativity, right? So for all that, for all those reasons, you need to be um, co-located, whereas, you know, but there are also benefits of, of remote and for some, to some extent it may be, you know, we, we may have to still allow large portions of our workplace to work remotely, but we may want to continue to do that even into the future. And why? Because we found that that, you know, has some major benefits, right? We, we have seen some evidence that it increases flexibility and it, it can increase employee satisfaction and gives more people control over where they live. They don't have to commute as much. And then from the organization, the firm's point of view, you know, you, you're potentially looking at substantial decreases in your office costs. Um, and you know, the spa- all the space and infrastructure that you need to run a sort of fully in-person um, workforce. So, you know, hybridity has um, some, some serious advantages that mean that it might be worth 
um, you know, really thinking about trying to tackle the, the inevitable challenges that are also going to arise, right, as we move to that form of working. Well, and I think even if you would go back just even a, a few years, I think one of the, the themes that maybe some companies would bring forward that would say we don't want to have people working from home are things like, you know, being visible around the office or access to resources. But with us now being so much in a digital workspace these days, uh, it, it's a lot different scenario now than it was just a few years ago to be able to have potentially people work from home. Yeah, I think that's really right. I mean, I think in the last year, what we've seen is, you know, there were some folks who were already saying and taking advantage of all the remote and virtual technologies that they were and saying, look, you know, yes, we we lose some of the of the things that we know, you know, really only happen face to face, but we can do actually a surprising amount remotely, right? And a lot of people have suddenly kind of, you know, zoomed up that learning curve. A lot of companies have zoomed up that learning curve in the last year, and everybody, you know, suddenly feels much more comfortable with with these technologies. But at the same time, you know, there really are um, very substantial reasons why these things are difficult, where in a hybrid workforce will be much more difficult to manage that should be taken really seriously, and you do lose um, a lot of what happens in the, in the real um, workforce. So, you know, we can certainly dig into thinking about those kinds of challenges, and there are, you know, a wide array of them. Are there certain employees, looking at the dynamics of, of how they work in the office, some are, you know, are, are, are more able to be hybrid employees than others? Well, so, so let me take a, a step back, I think, um, in terms of, you know, and, and, you know, share a little bit about how some of, some of um, you know, my thinking about this with my co-author, Mark Mortensen, um, at INSEAD, who, um, as you mentioned, we just published a, an article in Harvard Business Review talking about this, um, you know, because we have a, a particular set of things that we're focusing on as we think about that question, um, you know, of whether some employees are more equipped to do it. Yeah, I think possibly, but we, we have a particular angle on it, which is, you know, if, I, if you're okay with me, sort of building that up a little bit, explaining the background for it a little bit. Um, You know, I think there's some things in in hybrid work that we know are challenging, right, and everybody is already very aware of them, right? Um, And partly it's just, you know, uh, know, how easy it is to connect technologically um, and and sort of and and personally with other people. Um, Partly it's just coordinating work, partly it's communication. But they're also, you know, much sort of deeper level challenges, which are not the most obvious things, but they are the things that people who are going to be working in the, these hybrid setups are really going to have to manage and get get good at managing and, and get good at uh, working within that system themselves. And so the one that we point to in this um, article is really about power differences um, inside teams and, and you know, in, within the workforce. And so basically what happens is that when you have people who are in – um, you know, some people are in the office, some people are working remotely, is that it's very easy for there to be sort of power differences here, right? And so some people have more access to resources by virtue of where they are working. You know, people who are in the office usually have better resources of all sorts of kinds than people who are at home, right? And they might be sort of technology or infrastructural as resources might be people that they can ask for advice or for support, right? Um, and they also, people who are in the office or at least located where the manager is located or their boss is located, tend to have higher visibility, right? And, and the right. boss is more aware of them, taking more notice of them. So if you have, you know, more access to resources and more visibility, that kind of makes you a more potentially powerful, influential person in your team or in your work group, right? And so, you know, there's, there's just a pure sort of um, positioning aspect to it. Depending on where you're positioned in this hybrid system, you're going to maybe have more power than somebody else or less power than somebody else in that system. Now, you know, your question of 
whether employees are more, you know, some employees are better equipped to handle that than others. Yes, I think there's, there's, you know, something that we call hybridity competence, which has to do with, you know, maybe you're in an advantage position or you're in a disadvantage position, but some people are going to be better at handling the, the, whatever their position is than others, right? And so, you know, part of that is about um, being, you know, what we might call ambidextrous, right? Sort of being able to manage both sides of these hybrid worlds, right? And balance and navigate across both, you know, parts of, the, of your team that are in the office and parts of your team that are more remote. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of uh, aspects of that. Some people are better at building relationships, um, better at networking, more politically aware, more willing to ask for resources, um, more willing to think or, you know, be, be adaptable and flexible, right? And those people are probably going to find themselves, you know, more able to manage and manage effectively um, in this kind of a hybrid setup. So let me switch that then to the managerial side and how you think that this most impacts managers in in terms of operating with employees that are sometimes in the office, sometimes at home, or maybe working remotely, and the dynamics of the, the natural process of being a manager, which I would imagine has to be tweaked to a degree in dealing with some of these dynamics. Yeah, absolutely. So this is, you know, this, uh, these, this hybrid uh, sort of working will be challenging for the, you know, people on the team or the people who are just kind of trying to get their work done on a daily basis. And it has, as a result, of course, a, a distinct set of challenges um, for managers and people who are overseeing or leading those teams, right? Um, and, and, you know, uh, th- there's lots of them. I mean, one is just to understand you know, if you're going to be, if you're a manager, you're going to need to understand um, what your employees are facing, right? So while they need to ensure that they can access the resources they need and that they can stay visible to you, you need to um, figure out how you can stay informed about what they are doing and facilitate their access to the resources that they need, right? Um, And you yourself may be in the office or not. And obviously, if you're kind of co-located with other members of your team, you're in a, you know, it's an easier position for you to be in. But you've got to be really careful not to lose sight of those people who are working remotely. And if you're working remotely, you, you may run the risk of kind of not knowing what's, what's going on. So there's a part of this is just about being more aware of um, the challenges that everybody faces and the potential impl- implications for, you know, how much power and influence people have within your team and whether that's fair or not, right? Um, and so that then in turn has implications for how do you think about, um, for example, rewarding people, right, and evaluating people and just being really conscious that you don't evaluate people using criteria that are based on sort of unfair standards, like, you know, whether or not they're highly visible to you all the time, right? It's, it's yeah. very easy for us to say, you know, somebody we see all the time must be working harder than somebody who we don't see who is possibly working at least as hard or harder, but we just don't see it every day because they're remote or we're remote. How then, how much do you believe that that this is maybe more so a permanent pivot for a lot of businesses in dealing with this or is this is the level of hybridity going to decrease as we move farther away from the coronavirus yeah i think that's one of the million dollar questions that uh, you know everybody's there's so many reports and, and stories being published uh, you know articles being published about this right now and trying to figure out what is the future of work um oh. You know, obviously, it looks really different from what it did a year ago in the sense that there were a lot of these trends were already underway, but at the same time, there were a lot of 
companies who were saying, no, you know, we're not going to allow our workforce to work remotely, as you were saying earlier, Dan, right? Sure. Um, yeah. You know, we need, we need people in the office. We need to be able to be creative. We need to collaborate in person. And again, I think the last year has really accelerated these kind of trends that were, you know, uh, bigger and more important in some organizations than others, but has, has made them suddenly um, much more, you know, feasible and desirable for um, companies and for their workers. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it's pretty inevitable that we're going to be much more hybrid, at least for the yeah. foreseeable in the next few years. You know, how that plays out over time, I think, is going to be a question of how companies actually experience that. Sure. You know, are there... Are the, are the problems and the challenges too difficult to manage? Are the losses yeah, yeah. too great because you really do see, you know, a loss of creativity or innovation if you don't have everybody face-to-face? Can you maintain company culture in these yeah. hybrid systems? I think it's going to be a really interesting question going forward. So we'll have to see, but I think it's going to take a while to, you know, really play through. I think we will get, we're going to be in this hybrid state for, for at least some years to come and um, yeah. as companies kind of figure out whether it's going to work well for them going into the future. Martin, thanks very much for your time. All the best. Thank you so much, Dan. Bye-bye. Martin, Martin Haas, Wharton Management Professor, also Director of the Lauder Institute for Management and International Studies. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.